Welcome to the Progressive Ethos Podcast. Thank you for investing your time to grow the best version of you. Progressive Ethos, empowering people to achieve their very best. Hello, I hope you're doing well today. Um, So today I want to talk to you about uh, the unique nutritional needs for women. So today I'm going to be talking about what's different with women versus men. So, you know, when we're, when we're kind of a pre-pubertal or, or children, boys and girls, their diets and needs are very, very similar. But after we reach puberty, the, the dietary needs are, can have a pretty significant difference between men and women. So today I wanna to talk about what are those differences and, and specifically related to women. So, you know, as we, as we get older, um, men typically have a very stable hormonal cycle and then uh, women, they don't, you know, every month they're going through their menstrual cycle and then they go through childbearing years and, and uh, maybe pregnancy or breastfeeding. And then uh, later in life, they go through menopause. And, and each one of these kind of stages in life can present with some unique nutritional needs. And that's, that's kind of why I want to talk about, you know, so uh, while men generally they need more calories than women, uh, women often require very specific certain nutrients more than men. So that's, that's where we're going to go today. So, you know, the, the big thing is these, these hormonal changes, what's, what's happening with the body and what, what can we do um, to promote good health? And so that's what our goal is today. So, you know, as, as women go through, through different phases in their life, their, their nutritional needs are going to change. And, and if you have a nutritional deficiency, it can have a, great impact on you in both your mood, energy, and a lot of things. So that's what I want to do is, is talk to you today about those nutritional needs, those unique nutritional uh, situations. Um, and again, it's, it's geared really to women today because of the, the kind of the profound hormonal cycles that women go through uh, compared to, to men. So, you know, the first thing is, is you want to have a healthy diet you know, so you're trying to maintain a healthy weight uh, and, and eating healthy is going to help you do that. It's also going to help control cravings, uh, help you have good energy, and then also reduces the risk of, of certain medical conditions. So the first thing is, is to have, you know, basically a, a healthy diet. Well, what does that mean? So that's some of the things we're going to talk about more. So one of the, the first uh, things I want to talk about is iron. So, you know, you need iron to produce hemoglobin that carries oxygen in your blood. It also plays a significant role in in your skin and hair and nails. So typically, you know, uh, men don't need as much iron because women uh, are losing blood every month with their menstruation. So, you know, that's one of the impacts that, that women have is they may be deficient in iron. So typically women that are within the childbearing uh, age, they typically need almost twice as much iron as men. Uh, And then they even need more if they're pregnant or breastfeeding. And the challenge is is that women often don't get enough uh, iron in their diet. And that will produce basically what's called iron deficiency anemia. In fact, this is the most common form of deficiency in women. Uh, So iron, iron deficiency anemia does a lot of things to you. It's going to kind of sap you of energy. You're going to have very good energy levels. It's going to, you're going to feel weak, maybe out of breath uh, with just minimal exertion. And it can also affect your mood, makes it difficult to concentrate. So it's very important. Well, and one of the reasons that 
that women kind of suffer from this is because one of the, the biggest sources of iron in our diet is from red meat. And women typically don't consume as much red meat as men. And so there's other places that you can get iron. There is uh, plant-based proteins that they're not, they're not well absorbed, uh, but you can improve your absorption of the plant-based iron by taking foods that are also rich in calcium. So there's, it's not only what you're eating, but what additional things you're eating with, with that. So good sources of iron are, like I said, red meat, but seafood, spinach, dried fruits like raisins, uh, poultry, and then obviously anything that's iron fortified food. So typically, you know, adolescents ages 14 to 16 need roughly 15 milligrams of, of iron daily. Now this changes to about 27 milligrams during pregnancy and 10 milligrams if they're uh, breastfeeding. Adults need about 18 milligrams of daily iron uh, and that's in childbearing years. And again, it's the 27 milligrams if they're pregnant or around 10 milligrams if they're uh, breastfeeding. Older women don't need as much iron, so the 51 plus years of, uh, of age, but they still need about eight milligrams uh, of iron. So it's important to make sure you're, you're uh, getting enough iron because it has a lot of negative consequences uh, if you don't. And so that's one of the things to, to consider in kind of seeking that, that nutritional diet that, that really incorporate the food items that also have iron in them. The uh, next item I want to talk about is folate and folic acid. So folate is extremely important to re uh, reduce the risk of any neurologic birth defects in children uh, or in women that are childbearing age. So, you know, I, I recommend if you're in that age group uh, of childbearing age that you should be taking folate. Now, a lot of people say, well, I don't plan on getting pregnant. Well, a lot of people don't plan on getting pregnant. So I think it's important to, you know, to encourage you to, to take folate. Uh, but in addition to the uh, benefits, it may help with your unborn child. It also uh, will reduce your risk of heart disease and certain can cancers. So it's important that you're, you're taking uh, folate. Now, you know, typically um, as uh, women get older, their estrogen production is gonna go down during menopause. And this leads to a lot of unpleasant symptoms like hot flashes, altered mood and kind of so on. But folate can actually help kind of help your body manufacture estrogen and therefore kind of reduce some of those symptoms. So how much do you need? Well, when you're not pregnant, you need about 400 micrograms uh, each day. This will increase to about 500 if you're pregnant and 600 if you're breastfeeding. So what is what, what can I eat that's rich in folate? Well, things like fruits, uh, leafy green vegetables, beans, peas. These are all uh, good for you in, in helping make sure you're taking enough folate. Then obviously, again, there are, there are uh, folate fortified foods, cereals, bread, things like that. But again, you know, kind of the fresh whole foods is really the best way to get these kind of supplements. Now, having said that, there are times that you may have to supplement folate specifically in uh, pregnancy or breastfeeding just because of the, the high uh, daily requirement. So make sure you're eating the things that contain folate. The next thing I wanna talk about is calcium. So we all know calcium plays a crucial role in your, in your bold strength and reducing the risk of osteoporosis as we get older. Well, it also is very important in regulating your heart rhythm, uh, supports your nervous system. And, and really, if, you're having, if you don't have enough calcium, 
You may have sleeping difficulties. You may have mood issues like depression and anxiety. And then obviously, if you're not taking in enough calcium, you're actually depleting calcium from your bones because you know, the calcium is being pulled from your bones to kind of operate the normal cell function, which actually makes the bones even weaker. So, you know, make sure you're, you're getting calcium. Now, another interesting thing about calcium is your, your body needs uh, vitamin D and magnesium to absorb any ingested calcium. So you got to make sure that these other uh, uh, minerals are appropriate in your diet too. So uh, when you're taking calcium, you have to have uh, adequate magnesium and vitamin D really to optimize your health. Now the recommended daily allowance is 100 or 1,000 milligrams if you're below 50 years of age and 1,200 milligrams if you're above 50 years of age. And you know, taking more than the recommended daily amount doesn't really offer any additional benefits. So make sure you're getting it, but then obviously don't overdo it. So where, where can I get calcium? Well, obviously we know that, you know, wolf out milks, but also uh, leafy green vegetables, yogurt, cheese, sardines. And then again, there's, there's calcium fortified foods. Uh, but again, I promote that you try to get your, uh, these things through good, good nutrition diet, not necessarily just supplements. The next thing I want to talk about is vitamin D. I already said that vitamin D is essential for your bone health to help with the calcium absorption. But really beyond the, the bone health, um, there's other things that vitamin D does for us. So um, one of those things is that uh, it helps uh, prevent or reduce the risk of heart disease, diabetes, and hypertension. So it's important that you're, you're getting your, your vitamin D. Now also, uh, if you're pregnant, low levels of vitamin D in pregnancy has been linked to uh, preeclampsia, gestational diabetes, and some other kind of adverse pregnancy outcomes. So you know, don't underestimate your need for vitamin D and make sure you're, you're getting enough vitamin D. So how much is enough? Well, the daily recommended amount is 600 international units a day. And you can really get uh, vitamin D from about 30 minutes of exposure to direct sunlight. So get out, uh, take a nice walk in the afternoon and, and really expose yourself to the sun. In addition, foods like fatty fishes, like salmon, eggs, and then again, there are vitamin D fortified foods. So make sure you're, you're getting your vitamin D. The next one is magnesium. Again, we talked about this with the importance magnesium has in helping your, your uh, absorption of calcium and helping your bone health. Um, but it's really important to understand that, that without magnesium, your body can't uh, use any of your ingested calcium. So you've got to make sure you're getting adequate uh, magnesium. What is that amount? It's basically 320 to 400 milligrams of magnesium every day. Where do you get it from? Good uh, uh, nutritional foods such as uh, green beans, celery, seeds, cucumber, and again, leafy green vegetables. Uh, so these are uh, some dietary supplements that you uh, want to consider if you're a, a woman. And then also, I want to talk specifically about some of the hormonal changes and, and things we can do with that. So I want to begin with uh, kind of premenstrual syndrome and what are the symptoms associated with that and how our diet can affect that. So uh, PMS, you know, uh, women often complain of the bloating and cramping, fatigue. Um, well, is there anything you can do to help with the PMS symptoms? And there, there are. So uh, eat, eating iron-rich foods helps um, increasing your calcium intake. And then avoiding salt uh, will help ease the bloating. And another thing is to avoid caffeine and alcohol. 
uh, before your periods because these will both worsen your PMS symptoms. So uh, avoid those things. And then avoid sugars, uh, deep fried foods, and trans fats. These are all inflammatory and will actually uh, contribute your worsening PMS symptoms. And then in addition to that, you're going to want to consume more omega-3 fatty acids. You know, the, these are found in fatty fish because this will actually help ease the cramps associated with PMS. Another phase in a, a female's life is that pregnancy or breastfeeding period. And, and the thing is, is uh, obviously during these stages of life, you're going to need to consume more calories because you're supporting uh, the health of the baby. Uh, but really, you know, about 300 extra calories a day is adequate to do that. But then there's some other things you want to consider uh, in, the, in, in uh, pregnancy or lactating. And that's, the, again, taking more of the omega-3 fatty acids. These are essential for your baby's neurologic and, and early visual development, um, as well as making breast milk after birth. So omega-3 fatty acids, remember that. Avoid alcohol and nicotine, you know, the, the simple statement is no quantity is safe for the little ones. Uh, you don't want to reduce your caffeine intake. This has been uh, linked to a higher risk of miscarriage and, also, and it will also interfere with iron absorption. So try to avoid caffeine as much as possible. Another thing you can do is eat small frequent meals as opposed to a few large meals. It's going to help uh, uh, prevent or, or reduce morning sickness or heartburn. Now, you also want to be aware of foods that contain high amounts of mercury, and that includes like mackerel, sushi, certain soft cheese, uh, raw sprouts, and sword fish. So really want to be aware that you're not consuming things that have mercury in them. You want to take a high-quality protein. It can be an animal-based protein or a plant-based, but the important thing is making sure you get a good high-quality protein. This is essential for the baby's brain and the nervous system development. Next phase kind of in a woman's life is, is menopause and what are some of the symptoms associated with that and is there thing, any things we can do with that. So, you know, as women enter menopause, they'll complain of hot flashes, they're at more risk of osteoporosis. Um, and so some things we can do to help in our diet to help relieve or uh, decrease these types of symptoms. One of those things is to limit your intake of wine, coffee, and sugar. These basically, uh, Avoiding these things will help ease the hot flashes. Another thing is to increase your calcium, magnesium, and vitamin D intake because we already talked, bone health is important. And as we get older and enter that menopause uh, stage, uh, we need to really make sure we're doing everything to support good bone health. You're also going to want to consume more omega-3 and omega-6 uh, fatty acids. These are found in fish, nuts, and seeds. This is really going to help boost some hormone production and can really help uh, improve uh, kind of the glowing of skin. So skin health is, is important and these things will help that. Evening primrose oil or black currant oil, these are rich in uh, gamma linolenic acid. This is a, an essential fatty acid that helps balance your hormones and can help ease the heart, hot flashes. Uh, you may want to uh, consider eating more soy products. There are some studies that suggest that soy may actually help alleviate menopausal symptoms. Uh, this is believed to be due to the, their high concentration of phytoestrogen. Um, phytoestrogens are basically plant-based estrogen uh, that are very similar to our, to a, a, our own uh, body's estrogen. So, you know, the key takeaway here is 
that, you know, I'm not telling you to go out and buy a bunch of supplements. I'm telling you, you need to consider these things uh, in these different phases of your life as a female. Really, you know, the, the, the best way is, is to really make sure you're, you're consuming a diet that's, that's rich in these things so that you're maintaining kind of a healthy balance uh, diet. So you're gonna to wanna to make sure you're getting plenty of rich uh, uh, diet that's rich in proteins, fruits, vegetables, healthy fats. Uh, and, and then obviously there are times that you may have to kind of supplement uh, some of these things. But you also wanna limit consumption of the processed, fried and sugary foods. Um, and that's not just for females, that's for all of us in general. So. These are just some unique things associated with, uh, specifically with women. And so I encourage you to continue your health and wellness journey. And just remember that you've got this. Thanks. You've been listening to the Progressive Ethos Podcast. Together, we'll grow the very best version of you. Progressive Ethos, empowering people to achieve their very best.